0: Boom! What's going on everybody? 360 Digital Closing Bell Week Look Back Podcast. Here on this gorgeous September 18th, 2020 I'm pretty sure this is like episode 48 We've been cranking these out As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner Joined by the executive producer of the show The purveyor of the show And the director and publisher of the world's greatest website Oilandgas360.com Stuart Turley, how are you doing this morning?
1: It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood And I'm back home (laughs) How's
0: it feel to be back in uh, the zombie apocalypse uh, bomb shelter?
1: (laughs) Somebody's gotta survive.
0: <laughs> yeah, somebody's gotta somebody's gotta keep the website up when this all goes south. Um, we seriously, guys, we have a great show for you lined up. We're kind of going to walk through um, everything that happened this week, I and mean, we talk about a choppy week in the equity equities markets. Crude oil price saw a little increase. We saw some crazy stuff on both the crude oil and natural gas inventory. We should look for rig counts this morning. I think if you're an Invera subscriber, you got it last night, so we may go peek at those numbers. Y'all rig count dashboards will be updated later today along with Baker. He's like the rest of America. Um, Stu's got some stuff in the international news desk. We'll check in with, obviously, the levels for crude oil. I mean, I mean, we're, we're kind of back into, into, into a lot more of what I would call tradable territory if you're more of a day trader, a lot more levels, things to look at. So we'll dive into all things that. Um, before we get going, guys, this show is brought to you, as I mentioned, by the world's greatest website, oil and gas360.com, the place for all of your energy news, energy finance news, specifically the 360 news desk. So you go on the top little scroll bar, go to 360 Expert, Energy Expert, drop that down and find 360 news guests bookmark it, love it, check it out every day. The place to go for just a one-stop shop for all of your energy finance news. You can also find Oil & Gas 360 on all the social medias, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. We have a Oil & Gas 360 News Desk, which literally pumps out every single article that goes on Oil & Gas 360 if you watch the live show every day. It's the ticker that goes across the bottom, so that's kind of cool. Um, so, just check it out, guys. Uh, follow us. Follow me and Stu on, on LinkedIn. Connect with us. You can email the show m.tanner@entercominc.com. You should also check out Stu's podcast, the Energy Expert, uh, the Energy Three Hundred and Sixty Podcast, which is by Entercom, uh, where Stu interviews a bunch of energy thought leaders. It, it's been good. We've we starting Monday. We have some wild stuff coming up.
1: Oh, you bet. And. Uh, I was able to act as mis- Mr. Producer for one of your fabulous interviews, dude. You did, you rocked on. We'll
0: have to figure out what. Ev- I don't even know what is the schedule. We're we gonna drop Casey Johnson Monday. What are we looking at? What's even the schedule look like? I'm learning uh, on this podcast like everybody else.
1: I've been so busy this week. Uh, so
0: busy. But we have a bunch stacked up, which is nice.
1: Yes. Uh, we have the interview with the president of Liberty. I believe that's going to target Tuesday. We have the Casey Johnson story Monday. We have in Paris. We've got to get out. We've got, oh, good grief. <laughs> i have exactly i I have about four authors lined up with some yeah i know and we've got one of the the head uh lobbyist group out of uh, europe coming up uh so we what are they lobbying uh lng and he's a good guy rudolph
0: how do we get into lobbying it seems like it's a lucrative business model
1: um
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to ask them on the podcast. How do we get in into this business? But seriously, guys, check out that podcast, iTunes, Spotify. Also, check out the Energy Expert Network landing page on the world's greatest website, oilandgas360.com. Please subscribe to this show, The Oil and Gas Show, on Oil and Gas360 and Intercom. We come twice a week for a weekly. You can also check out the 360 Digital Closing Bill podcast feed, which pretty much has everything we do. So you'll get this podcast. You'll also get every single show every single day. So that that feed gets bombed. So subscribe to it if you dare. But definitely subscribe to the Oil & Gas show. Um, you'll be getting these biweekly shows every single week. All right. I think it's time. I mean, it was a, it is a pretty choppy week, Stu. Um, if, if you remember... At the end of last week, um, we we were really big. um, um, It it pretty much stayed flat. If if you if you look a lot, what happens? If you kind of go back and historically look what happens on each Friday, fairly flat. Nothing. I mean, I mean, think about it, Stu. People are winded down. Nobody grinds like we do on a Friday, especially traders. They generally they wind down. So Fridays tend to stay fairly flat unless there's some crazy news. So um, you know that that middle of the week last week fairly red so as you we moved into this monday you know really there was there, there was a couple there was a couple optimistic points that really led uh indices on monday up one was and yes we're talking tiktok is officially getting purchased by oracle pending the approval of uh, U.S. regulators, and specifically now it looks like they're waiting on President Trump. Latest reports are, as of yesterday, that muchen um, and the Treasury Department has signed off on it, and really now it's just kind of on the president's table. Um, as I'm watching CNBC right now, a new report is dropping specifically on that. Um, if you are on TikTok and WeChat, they're going to start blocking that as of Sunday. So I don't know how they do that. I think it's just an IP address. But yeah, come Sunday, as if there's no agreement, TikTok's gone. So are you on TikTok, Stu? Have you ever done one?
1: Heck no. And uh, let me tell you something, okay? (laughs) Being a nerd, is you can make money being a nerd. I've been a nerd for a long time. Now, Mm -hmm. those servers, if they're moved to the U.S., software, software, and the Chinese government is still going to be pulling all of your information off of your phone. Yep tiktok is a disaster waiting for it to happen for anybody that's using it so what i'm hearing is we're not going to put the show on tiktok heck no
0: <laughs> fair enough i don't think i want to do that either. it's just i mean I, not not to talk too much about tiktok but i just find it funny the the most old school as Stu likes to say boomer software <laughs> is now partnering with the most generation z 10-year-old, yeah, it's just, I, I find it hilarious, the pairing. I hope it works out. On the crude side, guys, we got hammered um, on Monday, and this is where it was... Um um. Uh, or excuse me. Not hammered Monday. Things were fairly flat on Monday. We saw over the weekend. We saw the drop into thirty-seven handle, and this is where Monday when we talked about crude oil prices, they pretty much just stayed fairly flat. And we saw thirty-seven dollars. I mean, the point of control for this whole the last five days is thirty-seven thirty-three, and that's where really kind of Monday we hung out on the crude oil side. When we look at some of the big things that happened. Uh, the, the first was you know Oasis. That was uh you know the fourteenth. Uh, we were waiting that night to figure out if Oasis was going to make their interest payment. An update to that, they did not. Mm-hmm. So about, uh, we ran that on the news desk this morning. They that uh, they had till uh, September fifteenth. To either pay around 30 million dollars in interest, they had about so just to give you an idea that about 288 million drawn that they were paying interest on of a 450 million dollar revolver, and I don't know what interest rate they're at, so we could go calculate it. But the number that that, that I saw in my my little research, uh, no, no napkin math, so this is just what I was reading. It was about 30 million, and to kind of give you an idea, we ran they had like 77 million cash on hand come quarter two uh, 2020. Uh, so yeah you you kind of knew they weren't going to make this um so we're probably in another lone star situation where they're going to get 30-day extension they're going to come and drop october 15th that they need another 15-day extension and this will probably drag its feet until early november unless they decide to come up with something i mean if we if oil continues to rise because as we you know as we stand here right now Stu, we're we're really looking at uh you know we're looking at you know, oil's forty sixty nine, who knows how if it's gonna necessarily stay up here. You know, we're you know, in, in the midst of actually a free fall, you know.
1: So we're
0: gonna <laughs> give you an idea. Podcast started um, ten minutes ago. Oil was forty even and now we're all the way down to forty sixty in a free fall. <laughs>
1: um so this one we can kinda put on the, the burner and we might be able to say the old Monty Python line, I'm not quite dead yet. So No if uh, if they do or the princess bride
0: he's only mostly dead (laughs) he's only mostly dead you can still you you know i mean he's not dead he's mostly dead so we'll see we'll be following oasis um um closely um i mean a pure bakken player it's not hard to figure this one out we're not you know we're no experts saying that oh oasis is in trouble it's you all signs point to that um there was also some, uh, you know, to talk about energy as a whole, there were some biofuel mandates that were denied by the EPA. this is pretty big. So to give you an idea, um, back in the George Bush administration, in a big push to farmer middle of America, and, and we, we did a real push to ethanol. I think at the time it was probably a good decision. Clearly now it was a terrible decision. They have to mandate the fact that we use food, you know, and, and people would say, oh, well, it's corn's not going to food. I get the arguments all The point is I think now the, the cons have sort of outweighed the the uh pros it, it actually kind of hurts the farming industry because it, it really shifts production away from, from eatable corn to now we're just producing all this corn for the ethanol. Trump isn't the biggest ethanol fan, as as you know, the oil and gas industry doesn't like ethanol, clearly. Um, and so Trump, being a fan of the oil and gas industry, was supplying a lot of waivers to refineries to not have to create biofuels and basically um and he was kind of upsetting the farmers a little bit because this is a you know, it's It's kind of nice if you're a farmer. If the government comes in and says, yo, we're going to require that 15% of the fuel supply is off corn and you're one of, you know, 2% of the country that makes corn, great. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a good business model. I told Ron Geist, I told Ron, president of Enter Liberty, that it's a great situation to be in when your share of the pie gets bigger and then the whole pie gets smaller.
1: Right.
0: So uh, um, Trump had been pretty lenient on waiving these, these waivers. Well, as he... Um, you know, I, 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 you know, not today, Junior is basically what he said on Monday. Um, not gonna happen. He he it was actually eight waivers that he went ahead and denied. And sort of, I mean, it's political season, so we're gonna say everything Trump and anything, you know, anything, anything, anything that happens in the next two weeks or in, in the next six months that involves President Trump or Joe Biden it's it's all politics so yay yeah, it's probably a political move here waving these banners he's got to show up to iowa in four months and give a stump speech yeah he's probably you know this makes total sense for me but it, you know i'm not necessarily sure if this is a signal moving forward that he's gung-ho on biofuels um but it'll be interesting to see you know between me and you Stu, i just think it's politics um on the international side Stu, on monday BP Energy Week kicked off and they, and they did a whole thing and, and I don't know is that something you want to wait till the end and to cover? I know there's kind of a lot of holistic views we have on it. Do you kind of want to save the ESG stuff for the end cuz BP Week ended yesterday.
1: Um yeah, we can save that.
0: Cool. So we we'll, we'll, we'll hit up, you know, we'll hit up and there's some pretty crazy things. I got a couple things I want to say about some of the things they dropped. So don't let me forget to do that. We're rolling to Tuesday. Um you know, S&P 500, the overall equities markets dropped, um, crude oil prices jumped heavily, and this is when we started seeing Hurricane Sally Um um, uh, really come into effect. We saw about uh, 25, 27 percent that Gulf of Mexico production shut off. Um, Shell shut in a bunch of its production and at, at all of its Potomac platforms, um, Olympus, Mars, and Ursa, which are some of the really bigger fields out there. Uh, Matterhorn as well, all shut down. Um, Chevron shut down its Blind Faith Deepwater Gulf, which is I uh, just got a buddy who's uh, who worked out in that field. It's it's uh, pretty crazy stuff. He sent me some pictures, too. These these rigs now are these are are. They were cities to begin with. These things are, in these 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 things are complexes and city isn't the right word. These things are suburbs. It's got city, these things. The thing he showed me a picture of and he didn't I, he didn't send me a picture of this. But I mean I, I googled the rig. I forget what it is. I should have pulled it up. This thing had like four helicopter pads on it. I was like, what do you need for? It was unbelievable. It's like it's it's almost like a big L shape. It's nuts, especially for this deep water stuff because you got to house all this. boats it's really interesting
1: it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood
0: (laughs) it is no and and, i mean honestly he sends me some of the most gorgeous pictures in the morning just it's a lonely life out there in the the gulf um but uh so that's really what happened Uh, on tuesday uh, we, we, we did also hold the funeral for lone star resources um they'd been they'd been only mostly dead for about 60 days Um, finally go ahead and and have to bite the bullet here Um, file just a classic chapter 11 it's about 96% of their equity holders um, 67% of their bond holders so this one's definitely going to go through Um, on the international side Stu you had Petrobras Um, any update on that what's the largest oil that's the largest oil production from a single well what's the number again I
1: don't remember. And
0: it was like two hundred and twenty thousand barrels a day. Is that real? I got. I'm clicking the link here because I, I got all my show notes up from the individual days. Two hundred and twenty thousand barrels a day. Wow. Let's see. Let's see. That's Holy good. smokes! According to Petrobras, it'll be the largest oil production unit operating on the Brazilian coast and one of the largest in the world with a daily processing capacity of two hundred and twenty-five thousand barrels. That's one well. One well.
1: That's crazy. Talk about a rig. Because
0: they go the capacity of the unit. So when they talk about the capacity of the unit, that's one well.
1: One well. That's the biggest I've ever heard of.
0: Two hundred and twenty. What are the economics on that? Let's just give me a second here. So what two? So what's the? So you're probably doing.
1: That's more than some countries make.
0: <laughs> more than some countries, but let's just let us just do. We're into napkin math here. So what average G and A per barrel? four or five bucks okay so oil's 40 what now oil's 40 even so we'll go minus five because we like risk um transportation costs where's this brazil offshore bunch yeah so probably let's take 10 just to be sure and then we're gonna take off another two for hedging
1: unless you're using oil and gas 360 tanker we, we cut deals
0: yeah, their subscri- We gotta we gotta take out their subscription. They're about to buy too, so we gotta worry about that. I mean, that's a 5.1 million dollar revenue w- well per day, assuming obviously one they can sell it, and you know, that's assuming they're taking 23 bucks. I mean, if they're, even if they're getting 15 per barrel.
1: Yep. But I, I wonder what the day rate rent is for that rig. That's gonna. Woo! Be- woo!
0: I heard I heard from I have a friend she know she no longer works there um but she was uh, BP offshore in the Gulf. Yep. She told me she would sign statements five hundred thousand dollars a day for rent in one of these rigs wow. five and that's where you get down to like two hours save you know I mean like three hours is gold out there
1: well you know our- oh yeah
0: i they'll easily pump I did the math again napkin math, but they'll easily pump. 150 million into these offshore wells before they'll even get a dime back.
1: Well, you know, uh, our friends over at Data uh, Gumbo, we just interviewed Andrew, uh, president, and CEO, <coughs> excuse me, co founder. And uh, with blockchain technology, they can save millions per minute. So uh, it wasn't millions
0: per minute, it was millions over a lifespan. Oh, okay. Like over a year oh i thought the case study that he showed was like it was like it was like four million in a year but that was because they in sort of what you said it is millions in seconds because they're automating the reason why you get that four million within that year is because every step of the way they're using their smart contract technology their gumbo net to automate the process so you are right you're not going to if it was millions of minutes to i'm i'm starting an oil company and just signing up then because I'll take millions of That
1: minutes. was on his drilling platform. What you were yeah. referring to was his invoicing platform. Ah,
0: he's got... They've got so much good stuff over there. This is free advertising. Go check him out, guys. Datagumbo.com. All of your smart contract, blockchain stuff. I mean, that was Tuesday. Um, you know, we were getting word Tuesday afternoon. And this is where I uh, you know, also supported oil prices. Um, API, came, API came out and dropped... Or API... Came out and actually kind of put a little damper on what was originally supposed to be an expected draw of crude oil inventory, Stu, they predict, or excuse me, a, they they predicted a draw. Excuse me, sorry. There was a predicted build, or no? There was a predicted draw. They predicted at 2:30 there was going to be a build. Yep. EIA on Wednesday comes out, four million draw, and that's really what drove oil prices when you talk about, you know, as we sit here today. Um, you know, as as we sit here today, that huge spike in oil really due to the fact that um crude oil inventories came out very, very bullish. And if we pull up the numbers here on the on the oil and gas three sixty crude oil dashboards, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned this on the show Wednesday, um, but I wanted to dive. I'll, I'll dive into a little more here. US fuel production was up nine hundred thousand barrels, but why is oil spiking then? crude inventory is a draw of 4.3 million well a lot of that has to do with you know when we first started the show like oh good yeah cause it seems like it was forever ago but it was probably six months ago the the, the what was driving crude oil inventories on a on, on a weekly basis changes you know 10 years ago it was you know i don't even know what it was 10 years ago it's probably you know opec exports i don't know you know, I, you know the numbers and what traders care about fluctuate on a rolling yearly basis and specifically when you talk about crude oil inventories and on a week-to-week basis what are the algos and that's because that's what you're wondering what are the algos keying in on what are the people who are programming this what are they keying in on And and recently it's been stock draws stock builds and that's normally what it is but we we went through a prolonged period where and i was pounding this in the table where oil production was the key driver of whether or not prices specifically on that 830 EIA drop will go up or down that shifts so if you're looking to get in and 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 trade i love trading 830 crude oil inventories because it's it's all algos it's you and a you're 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 just trying to catch a wave i i I, it's, it's go you know go on instagram or tiktok while you've still got it and just search surfing it's the same thing Words you're just trying to catch a wave that's already there. You're not trying to. We're not trying to outsmart the market. We're not trying to develop some really nifty thing. We're trying to figure out right, where are the algos going to go. I'm going to catch along. Again, why we need to be trading order flow? Don't be doing this with price action. Don't be doing this with price action. That's like trying to surf without a surfboard. You're just now out there. It's not going to work. You're just going to get flipped. Um, get yourself a surfboard. Um, that's news of the day get yourself a surfboard um but watch yourself uh, and sit down and see. okay what are the algos going to do today and like and and you know it you know over the past two weeks that sentiment has shifted from all right we, we get production is low we're now looking at what the build the stock builds are doing we we're now looking there's other data around that so as we move into next week we'll kind of cover on monday what i think and we'll start doing that on mondays covering what i think some of the biggest drivers of crude oil inventories that week will will be and, or and not drivers but what are some of the things that when we talk about that 830 DOE we launched traders going to be keying you know is it is it this week is it crude oil inventories draws is it production is it refinery utilization I mean, we're back now 75.8 percent which is a good 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 number to have um you know stocks as you can see both on a moving average basis cushing has fallen below its five-year moving average which is good to see um total u.s stocks have not but we're kind of coming back and you know, as we like to call in economics, a reversion to the mean. So good to see on that. Um, other things that happened on Wednesday. Um, um I mean, I mean, this was part of BP week, um, so I I, I won't. Uh, I'll I'll be remiss if I don't cover it. We will come back to that at the end because there's another story we got to cover, Stu. On the international um, on desk, you had that day, there was a, there was an EU Turkey update. This is something you've been covering. Give give me give me the highlights from
1: that. Well, um, Turkey has been very aggressive trying to survive and become a international uh, or excuse me, energy independent. And they've been uh, going nuts. And uh, on that pod uh, show or news story, we were kind of having a little fun that uh, uh, the EU was rolling up a newspaper and smacking Turkey in the nose uh, like a puppy. Because they are tired of Turkey coming in and uh, really threatening war against Cyprus. And so all of this is stemming from Russia uh, turning off the spigot a couple of years ago. Everybody's running around when you have the Leviathan field now yeah. big, huge. Turkey has now extended their entire uh, offshore. Uh, all the way to Libya. And in the story this week, they are being the, uh, EMP, uh, for, um, Libya. Libya had lost $90 million worth of production, uh, over the last little bit. And they're now paying, uh, Turkey big bucks just to come in to get a little bit of cash. So all that happened uh, this week uh, with EU really slapping Yeah,
0: turkey. very interesting. And not to toot our own horn here, but we ran on the news desk about an hour ago. Sources were telling us Oasis had officially missed that interest payment. Ooh. Well, guess what? They just announced a press release on their website. We beat the press release from Oasis. That's why you come to Oil & Gas 360 right there, folks. We're beating the press release. Yeah, so, Oasis just officially announced they've entered a 30-day grace period with their lenders. They missed their interest payments on their 6.875% notes due in 2020 and their 2625 notes due in 2020 the company reported in a press release Ooh, dun, dun, dun.
1: oh my goodness so are you gonna use uh, i'm not quite dead yet but i'm mostly dead
0: <laughs> yeah he's only mostly we got to go get the little chocolate pill thing or whatever uh, and go shove it down his go shove it down their throat miracle max uh,
1: was miracle. yeah
0: miracle max <laughs> and his nagging wife that that just that 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 that's one of my all-time favorite movies i love that guy um, as we move in to Friday, so I mean, now as you look at crude oil price, you know, we're sitting at, you know, as, as we roll into yesterday, you know, as we roll into, uh, Friday, we were, you know, we're sitting at, you know, we're sitting at 40 handle right now. And it, and it did drop below, um, on that day, but then, I mean, really, um, you know, pit opened, um, on Thursday, yesterday, which is a huge driver up. Um, and, and really what the hell a lot to do with was hurricane Sally, um, came in a little more, um, uh, production a little more shut off than expected um shot oil up from you know it was trading at 3981 all the way up to uh you know really ended trading before the night rolled over really at the end of the session it ended at about oh 4090 so it means a good i mean a good dollar and a half right there um bidding it up right there a couple things that were really I uh, kind of moving it one uh you know um Hurricane, as I mentioned, Hurricane Sally came in. There was a little more production. It was about five hundred sixty eighty thousand barrels that they pulled off the market. So as we move into next week, well, we're going to, you know, we we'll have to look at that. Where is that? Um, where's that hanging in the balance as it comes to what's going to kind of drive it? So we'll be, you know, we'll be covering that on the natural gas side. We saw like a twelve percent spike, and that was again due to uh, their natural gas inventories. Eighty nine, and I, I watched, I rewatched the closing bell on Thursday, Stu. And I, I, I typoed um, the the natural gas inventory build. It was, it's 89 billion cubic feet. I said 98. But there's a screen share. And I'm literally, like, waving my, my cursor around the thing. And I just say it back. It's a 98 – or, excuse me. I See, I did it again. An 89 BCF build for natural gas inventories, which is seasonally not good. We should be seeing draws. Right. We should be seeing draws right now. We are in, in the – i am very interested for the seasonal to put this season attach it to a, a historical chart and just see the wonkiness of it because there's a really you know there's an ebb and flow to when we, we we build in the summers we draw in the winter it's just how you how we do natural gas and the fact that we're building this kind of late into the season it's going to be interesting I mean, it's, it's why it's why i was never bullish on 390 gas i'm sorry it's why i was never never that high for all so of that well, stuff yeah. You still are. I still am. You're holding out. I'm holding
1: out. Man,
0: Other thing that happened late Thursday, um, you know, in the natural gas space, EQT, largest U.S.-based natural gas producer, bid 750 million for Chevron's Appalachian assets and a couple, uh, you know, physical assets on the downs or on the refining side. Um, to give you an idea, it's about 466,000 acres. Um, liquids production, give me an idea here. I don't have the article in front of me. I'm trying to remember off the top of my. There was a decent amount of liquids production off that. Um, I do know that this was originally bought by Chevron for $4.6 when you include debt, and they dumped in about $800 million uh Investment into it, and last year they said it was considering taking a one point a excuse me a eight point one seven billion charge to its earnings write down in related to this project. Give you an idea. Oh, uh, how much liquids production's on this? I nah, don't actually tell you. It's eight hundred thousand acres, so it's a little bit. marcel's Utica, and Pennsylvania. They don't tell you how much liquids production is. But do I think they're going to accept? Do I think Chevron accepts this deal? No. I think they waited out. I think they say, "We're already willing to take the loss on this. You know, we don't need to necessarily just sell it straight up now for cash." This is, if you're a QT, why not? Because what's the worst they can say? No, you still don't own the assets. If they say yes, great, you own them. I mean, that's my, you might as well ask. That's my that's the Tanner philosophy in life. You might as well ask because if you don't, guess what? It ain't gonna you're happen. Still, yeah, it ain't gonna happen either way. So, um, Tanner tidbits right there. <laughs> on the other. I guess the only other thing that happened yesterday that we ran on the closing bell was Whiting Petroleum provided a a a new guidance for their quarter to 2020. A lot of the executives coming in and out. It's about a 16% um, about a 16% uh, staff reduction there. Anything else on the US shale sites do that we missed? That kind of brings us up to this morning here as, as we're sitting here it's about 6:40, 6:50 a.m. here boy's currently trading Forty ninety six. Anything else on the US shale side besides uh obviously we've got to get to BP week here.
1: Uh no, that's about it. Um there's that was about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, well, yeah. wait, there was one more. I did see uh I, this did crack
0: me up. I did see a recent uh I was reading a recent Goldman uh research report and it said this is the quote I got, Stu. This is a quote from it, about fell out my chair. Recent sell-offs present opportunities. We remain bullish on oil field services into second half 2021. Holy smokes. <laughs> There's also this. I also got this written down. These are those are the quick hitters. Saudi energy minister. You know, OPEC met and they released a statement. Yep. In the conference call he had afterwards, I, 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 someone posted this on Twitter. I went back and rechecked it in the transcript. This is a quote from the Saudi energy minister. I will make the market jumpy. Yep. Ooh, spicy. Yep. Spicy. I will make this market jumpy. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo!
1: And uh, in the same thing, they said they uh, OPEC. Uh, they want to get rid of OPEC Plus. It, That's taking power away from them.
0: Yep.
1: Now. Yep. A part of BP week also plays into that
0: so i i think that was just you know i think it's that was a movie i think i think the one of the overarching stories that was covering that, that that happened all this week was on monday through thursday bp was rolling out really a you know as what they would call a reimagining of the way bp does does, does business to give us some highlights of one because they've done a big pledge and then right. this was a really an explanation more in depth of that pledge
1: right uh they are looking to go to carbon neutral in a couple different ways and by the
0: 2050?
1: 2050 or even something. Perfect, I'll have
0: abs by then. Yeah. I can I can easily obtain abs by 2050.
1: <laughs> abs.
0: Why well, I said if, if when I will get abs when BP goes green, I'm down. Uh-huh. But I I it, it's just one of my pet peeves. There's nothing I hate worse than when a politician comes out cuz politicians do this all the time and say, "Hey Stu, I'm going to get you uh I'm going to get your the street on your road. It's yeah. going I'm going to get it fixed in 2080. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to, stew. I'm going to eliminate poverty in 2090. Right. That's my platform. We're going to run, me and you, the, the Tanner Turley ticket is poverty elimination by 2060. We're not liable for anything. No. So it's my pet peeve when I hear politicians say that, and it's my pet peeve when I hear we're going to go carve, I mean, BP's a little different. Bernard Looney's not going to be around by 2050. No. So who and knows?
1: The, the Tanner rule that you're going to get abs. Uh, you know, I rode about 120 miles this week in Denver on my bike and loved it. So I have abs already. I got a one pack. and you know, Yeah,
0: it's was like, mine's on ice right now. <laughs> I like to say my six pack's just on ice right now in the cooler.
1: But BP, uh, in that OPEC uh, right around that, there was an article that we ran on the 17th on that vp has said that oil production has peaked in 2019 and will never get back up there so with vp week they are making the uh real commitment to get out of oil production uh and Okay, hey,
0: quote unquote, they're lowering by six hundred thousand. They're only going from two million bar- two point six million barrels of right. oil production to two million barrels. Holy smokes, that's like saying I'm going from a pack of cigarettes a day to just three quarters of a pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden I'm supposed to say I'm sure I should be showing up to smoke. I should be showing up to smokers
1: anonymous. Well, they're also getting to carbon neutral by buying credits. I thought that was kind of interesting. So pull that. Isn't everybody. I mean yeah.
0: we'll dive we, I think it's important to, to, to do an expansion on that lunch and learn that Dan did for us in the office this week. Yes. And I think we can cover a lot of this stuff because it was it's very eye opening and I want to do some more research. But the fact that yes, most of these companies are carbon neutral, not because they they actually balance emissions with carbon capture technology or whatever. It's the fact that they just buy a clean carbon credit.
1: But here's the hypocrisy of this uh uh bp week uh italian oil gas firm uh, ENI and and its partner bp have announced the discovery of a new gas in the great norris era uh, it's a huge huge new discovery go figure this out yeah yeah <laughs> okay oh that's we're, funny we're gonna be uh, carbon neutral but we're going to buy it. Uh, we're going to be renewables, um, and we're not going to make any money unless there's tax credits. So I'm, yeah, I don't think BP will ever be an advertiser on our show.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so. But hey, we would a, we, we, I will we will advertise for you. I, come on the show, Bernard Looney. Love the chat because oh, you know prove us wrong because if I think you know if I had to get if I had to guess, they're doing this as a hedge. This is a hedge against future political. And, and what they're saying is, we're a worldwide company. We don't just operate in the U.S. While the U.S. may always be friendly to fossil fuels, the rest of the world, the EU, right. the you know, you know where we operate is not friendly. No. So why not get out ahead of you know the what they might consider the eventual? I mean, they they. They poured some thought into this. They didn't just do this overnight. Now, do I think the reasons why they did this maybe are a little misguided? And if and if they had called the show and, and if BP decided to consult with uh, uh, me and you, Stu, we, we probably would have guided them maybe in a little different of a direction. But, you know, I can make a case for... Yeah, this makes sense. Especially if, you know, they only you know yeah it makes sense because they're not even getting out of the oil business i they're going to become a midstream and refining company where all the money is anyway no one's making money on upstream anymore so they're just going to become a midstream and a downstream company and you know mess around with renewables probably a profitable company to be honest with you Stu. uh
1: this senior executive um i i don't want to get his name wrong but part of bp week he He did say this, and this was probably one of the most telling quotes uh, of the week. And that is, uh, due to the higher involvement in government regulations, as we, quote, build back better, unquote, uh, oil and gas industry, uh, we are going to stand there. They're hedging the bet that Biden will win. Yeah, which is interesting because their
0: cohorts over at ConocoPhillips Phillips really don't think he's going to win, and even if they do think he's going to win, they don't see any of their stuff really being affected. So I think there's really two schools of thought here that you can kind of see these super majors as they play out here, um, which pretty interesting. Um, just kind you- of some more tidbits from the Oasis filing here as it as it comes through. Interesting note here: Oasis Midstream Partners not included in the discussions. So well, it makes sense. Midstream is one of the few things that's profitable right now. So, good to see there. They claim sufficient liquidity. Normal business operations are continuing under the course. 30 days, we mentioned, grace period. 98% of their lenders... I don't know if I believe that stat because it's a press <coughs> release, but 98% of their lenders have agreed to this. 98% of their lenders are just interested in getting some sort of money back. That's what I think it should have said. Not that they've agreed to it, but that they've just real. They realized this years ago. Their investment was down the toilet. Oops. Uh, oops, yeah. Uh, yeah, that double wolf. Anything else for uh, um, kind of stories that happened this week? Um, I. You know, it was a busy-ish week. Um, yesterday, you know, uh,
1: real quick. me
0: and Stu are announcing we're launching a SPAC. By the way, um, we're raising. We're, uh, me and, yeah, me and Stu, Stu we're starting a SPAC. We're gonna call it uh uh, three hundred and sixty Digital Closing Bell Acquisition Corporation. <laughs> we're raising two hundred million at ten dollars a share, and you give us ten years, and we're gonna eventually acquire um a mm-hmm. bankrupt EMP company. So throw us all your money, investors.
1: Uh, we are for entertainment purposes only.
0: <laughs> hey, but if someone wants, if I, I'm down to IPO a SPAC at this point, everybody's doing it, Stu. We might as well.
1: Uh, that would be fun. Um, that that would be fun.
0: <laughs> I'll let you run that. Yeah, we're not going to be buying EMP. Don't worry, no. we're not going to be buying distressed EMP assets. We're going to be going buying minerals companies. Trust me. If we're giving two hundred million dollars, I'm giving it all to Scott Noble right now. Just, just, just go buy some royalties with this and give me a check. Oh, absolutely. Give me a monthly. Sh- give me a month. Give me a monthly check. Or Chris um, Energy
1: EnergyNet. We like we love them both.
0: We, we love them both. Um well, I think with that, let's go ahead and just move in uh, to the levels for crude oil and natural gas for the week. As always, this segment is sponsored by Sandstone Capital Group. These guys do insanely good research and provide all the levels via their energy glimpse solution. SandstoneCG.com 303 907 Two five. Look, like, as we mentioned, I mean, I mean, a lot of ranges for our levels this week. I mean, you talk about, you know, low for the week down in the, you know, low thirty sevens. We actually saw thirty six seventy two get touched. um couple levels on the downside, thirty seven forty. You know, thirty seven twenty four is the point of control for the week. So watch yourself. You know, there's a lot on this downside here, especially if you're a day trader from, you know, you know those are three dollar what i would call not wet spot but you know we're, we're up in you know we're currently trading 4092 that point of control for the whole five days 3724 so watchers a lot of move a lot of room to run on the downside here probably means if you're sitting in the chair today you be bearish just 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 for the sake of it um uh 3872 i think is a good level on the downside 3973 4017 4062 um you know, if you are trading price action, um, our, our, our daily point of controls have moved up, so price action is up. We're a little bit of a retraction right now. I mean, right now, 40.62 is probably a good long spot, but I just think there's way too much downside look or downside risk to go ahead and get long at any point today. Um, as we mentioned, natural gas, it was up, and then it was down, it was left, it was right. Um, you know, um you know we 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 saw it hanging out as we mentioned in the in, in the 230s and then and then as we saw um uh, with 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 uh our 830 eia um dashboard or our uh, it, uh, natural gas inventories drop huge build and we're also seeing you know cooler than expected temperatures kind of coming in a little sooner here so um that's going to drive that price of natural gas down uh currently trading basically two dollars even right now it's like two dollars and, and, and seven six tenths of a penny here so uh um, yeah, not good on the natural gas pricing side, as I mentioned. You know, we kind of rolled over crude oil inventories, um, there, but you know, as we mentioned, not uh 10.9 million U.S. field production, so that's about a nine hundred thousand dollar weekly change. A lot of that coming back from not Hurricane Sally, but Hurricane Laura, which was about two weeks ago. Um, we saw four million 4.39 million draw total U.S. stocks stood at uh. 49.605 million barrels recent gas prices. Average natural gasoline price is $2.18. Good number right there. I paid $2.24 for the tank the other day. Good, good number. Um, 75.8 for refinery utilization. We look at natural gas inventories, as I mentioned. With a 98 billion cubic feet increase week to week. Um, each east, midwest, mountain, pacific, south, central all saw stock increases from the previous week, which is whew, good to see. Still lower than a year ago. Um, but still, it's uh, whew, whew, not good to see Stu. We are higher than normal. Anything else, Stu? What else we got? We got rig counts coming out today. Well, let's just go look. Let's just go look. I know where we can find rig counts. Give us we a second. We got What's some rig counts?
1: very, very good dashboards. Uh, we also have one, uh, some really, really good dashboards that uh, you're working on uh, that are going to be great resources for our subscribers. At oil and gas three six. Drop yesterday. U.S. EPA denies
0: fifty four small refineries waivers to biofuel mandate. Well, ha 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 ha! Politics again, Stu. U.S. Recount up six two hundred and ninety three. Except Permian slides a little bit. They lose a couple. Sandy, be quiet. My dog's barking now. She's like doing that thing where it's like brew, brew, brew. it's okay sandy 293 rigs that's up six number of oil focus rigs climbed up four to 200 natural gas rigs edged up two to 93 highest since the week ending in july 1st fourth straight week of the rise of u.s drilling activity 128 rigs in the permian that's down two
1: Um, i don't think that's uh inclu- the DJ shatter rig we're about Shetterig. to see the Argentinian firm who said they're going to drill 250 wells um, they're going to need a few rigs coming up by the end well, of well yeah
0: they're going to need a they they're, they're going to need a few rigs for sure This so, is so, 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 so this is funny. This is in the same article, okay? So it says Beak. So this is one of this is one of the. This is just what kills me. So buried deep in this S and P Global article, it's like the fourth headline down in this article. Yep. BP to increase focus on U.S. upstream. What? It says BP expects to sell around 600,000 BOE of oil and gas production capacity over the next five years as part of its ambitious transition from an integrated hydrocarbon producer to become a global energy major, its upstream head. Gordon Burrell said, although the sell else, although selling off higher-cost carbon-intensive resources, Burrell says BP still plans to grow its production at high-margin regions in U.S. shale. In the U.S. shale portfolio ongoing high grading will focus on the Permian and East Eagle for BPX Energy at U.S. shale unit as it plans to see break-even oil prices average $35 per barrel WTI and $3 Henry Hub terrible in 2021 $3 BTU Henry Hub who are your analysts hire me we've better risk analysts tonight Two. if you're if you're pricing risk for 2021 it's already September and you're using $3 Henry Hub don't get do 250 for risk purposes ah this makes my blood boil and it's targeting projects with 30 percent post-tax
1: michael uh i'm gonna have to buy a fibrillator for your office because you're, you're gonna getting-
0: have to come over here and just clear. just get me so yeah buried deep so they don't they didn't announce this on bp week no that did that didn't that didn't make the twitter page
1: no ah all right so oil and gas rigs is now going to the oil and gas 360 news desk is standard equipment
0: yeah you're gonna need to have to read the headline this is buried. I just love it it's buried deep this is so the title of the article is U.S oil and gas rig count up to six Permian slight Permian slightly leads in varus okay and then you scroll down and there's like four different things it's just unbelievable it just this just cracks me up. BPX Energy, though. we love those guys. They're uh, I'm I'm actually really close to them. They're off Platt Street, right there, down by uh, uh, Denver Beer Company. Great place. David Lawler runs that joint. Uh, mines guy, gotta love him. Gotta love him. Gotta em. love him. All right, I think that's it. I'm looking at my notes here. I don't have anything else for the day, Stu. You got anything we missed?
1: Uh, no, just a shout out to all the folks affected by the storms. And yep a uh, shout out to you for great job and all of the new stuff coming out on oil and gas 360 great job
0: we thank you i appreciate it. we got a lot of cool stuff coming out keep checking us out guys but with that you know we're sitting we're sitting here at the 50 minute mark here we're going to let you get out of here and get back to work for Stuart turley i'm michael tanner thank you for checking us out on the oil and gas show podcast feed and the 360 digital closing bell feed for a week look back podcast where we cover all the top stories in the energy markets we will be back this afternoon to handle the whole pass for the digital ticker and we will see you guys monday for a week ahead podcast thank you guys